Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And uh, for today, we do get into, you know, quite an interesting uh, session, you know, around uh, the state um, of uh, advertising and marketing um, in uh, South Africa. And joining us for today, we are uh, going to be talking to Mzamo Klala, who is uh, the CEO of Avid agency group uh, they are uh, the largest black owned agency in South Africa and they recently reached a you know quite an interesting milestone some of their clients uh, you know have included uh, the likes of uh, the South African Revenue Service Edgar's H&M Telcom Nokia and Johnson & Johnson and we're just going to be talking uh, to Mzama about that journey and you know some of what they are seeing in the market Mzamo, greetings to you today. Uh, thank you, Modiwa, and uh, welcome to your listeners. Um, so just a little bit about Avatar. Um, we are an advertising and communications group uh, based in South Africa with a big appetite and a desire to be uh, a global leader with a very strong African footprint. And um, as born out of uh, Johannesburg, uh, from a very um, strong local roots from uh, a township to uh, a company that is now uh, in three cities of our country in terms of Cape Town, Johannesburg and Durban. We pride ourselves by talking about ideas that uh, move people and helping clients solve problems that require communication solutions. So when it comes to, you know, what you guys have been seeing in the market, it's it's a big, uh, you know, milestone for Avatar to reach, um, you know, this stage. Very keen to understand, you know, after 10 years of being in the industry, um, I've spoken to uh, what you call this. We've actually had um, your colleague, Zibuzi uh, Somkwanazi, on the platform before. I think we last spoke to him on this podcast in August of last year. Uh, but keen to get a sense of your journey when it comes to being with Avatar. Are you... From the start, are you a founder? Did you come in the middle? Did you come later? Like, where, where, where do you fall when it comes to um, Avatar's journey? Oh, so I come uh, in the middle. I've spent five years at Avatar and uh, not an original founder, but part of the uh, shareholding uh, partner to the group in terms of where I come in. I have a very strong client background in terms of my marketing uh, space have been in the world of Unilever, in the world of Vodacom, um, in the world of SA Rugby, so quite balanced around um, the marketing experience that I have bringing it into the advertising world. Funny enough, my first job was an advertising agency in terms of uh, TWA Hunt-Lascaris, that's kind of like where I started my marketing career uh, quite a long time ago. I won't spend the years and uh, bore you with that, but uh, definitely excited to now be leaving the group after five years of uh, anchoring my understanding of the business culture, what we're trying to do and how we want to vision ourselves into liberating Africans to build greater creative businesses. And when it comes to creating some of those, uh, you know, great creative businesses that you're highlighting, um, you're coming from the world of marketing. And one of the things that in this world of finance that people tend to 
you know, want to understand, um, you know, is to get a sense of the size and scope of a business. You know, we're celebrating 10 years of Avatar being around, but maybe you could put it into um, some numbers, you know, for us to understand just uh, what that growth has looked like. We understand um, there was an initial investment of 2,000 Rand uh, that went into the business, but how much has, has Avatar actually grown um, as a business to date? So Avatar has grown significantly since we invested the 2000 Rand startup capital. We are now a 100 million uh, group size business, which is a consolidation of um, our Cape Town, Durban, Johannesburg, PR and digital businesses uh, in terms of that particular number. That growth has been double digit consistently for the last five years in terms of uh, building that. That growth is driven by client acquisition in terms of being competitive in the market, in terms of additional revenue that we want to get out of the market. And um, obviously the um, the level of uh, your revenue mix needs to also have the appetite around the growth in terms of the number of people that we actually employ. Over the uh, last uh, five years, probably close to about 500 people have walked through the doors of avatars are now in other businesses or either on client side or uh, on other agency side. So we see ourselves as not only growing from a revenue perspective, but really adding value into the skill set that is needed in the industry around creative technologies for consumers, understanding strategy in this particular space. And we want to be the home of those individuals that want to uh, play their trade uh, when it comes to creative business. You know, it's actually quite um, encouraging, you know, whenever you talk to um, agencies and especially a black owned agency uh, to understand that there is growth in the market, uh, that there is a piece of the pie that is available and that the that the pie is not, uh, you know, limited uh, because we've actually spoken to a number of agencies, you know, on the ground um, and they've talked about how they've struggled, for example, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to just weathering COVID-19, for example, we've spoken to a number of smaller agencies and they talk about, um, you know, some of their struggles. And when you think about, um, you know, you gave us uh, the 100 million rand number and you say that's a consolidated figure um, across the group. And I guess that speaks to the number of different businesses that make up uh, a business like Avatar. Could you give us a sense of when when we talk about, you know, the group, the types of businesses that are inside there? Because I think from the outside, when you hear agency, you're just thinking, OK, these are the creatives that are going to do marketing and advertising campaigns. Yes, yes. <laughs> so from uh, so just maybe uh, a step up. So we are part of the eminent group, which has got a wider set of agencies. Then you fall in my group which is my group is the avatar group creative services under creative services our core offer is through the line that will sit in johannesburg um, cape town and johannesburg part of what we do at avatar there are specialist uh, um, groups of uh, businesses within that that do specialist work so you've got this pr specialist special special business that focuses on the pr 
uh, area of our business. We want to make sure that when we talk PR, we've got PR professionals and uh, experienced people that actually do PR. So we've got that. We've got um, digital uh, studio unit that focuses on digital and social when it comes to digital technologies in terms of supporting client in that particular space. We then have a B2B specialist agency, which is called Resilience, that really focuses on your B2B type of marketing, which is not your B2B uh, communication, really focused on the issues that you need to deal with when you are communicating at a, B2, uh, at a B2B level. And, you know, it sounds like there's a lot, you know, that's going on inside, um, what do you call this, inside the business. And... The reason why I, I wanted us to get to this point is to get your thoughts around uh, the state of the industry because you said you've been with the business um, you know, for five years and uh, the business itself has been around for 10. Maybe you could talk to us about what evolution has looked like um, you know, in uh, the, what you call this, in the industry itself uh, because I'm pretty sure that the structure of uh, your group is in response to um, whatever is being seen in the market, whatever the needs are in the market. For example, I'm sure 15 years ago, social media marketing or social media management would not have been a competency uh, that was needed. Correct. So I think we're moving from um, an era where what we call brand marketing, where building brands is something that is very strong and is a very big need for uh, a lot of marketeers to an area of brand performance in terms of not only are you able to build exciting and memorable work from an advertising perspective, but how are you able to help me as a chief marketing officer to deliver business results for my business? And I think that's one of the biggest changes that we're seeing from an industry perspective. Then there is obviously areas of expertise that are changing in terms of in terms of spend, we used to get a lot of spend that was sitting what we call through the line, above the line, TV advertising, billboard advertising type of work and print advertising to a point where we're getting more switched to obviously the digital world. And the digital world is not just social media, it's social media and paid media within the digital space content production for that digital environment is something that is growing quite a lot where you brands now cannot just only tell you who they are they need to have a very valid and a meaningful conversation that matters to you when you are interacting them with them on social media because it wouldn't be an ad otherwise it wouldn't be able to uh, compete in the space of social media as a brand if you behave like an, a one-way type of communication. So those are some of the uh, changes that are in the industry itself. But if we look at uh, where we're having challenges is that consumer technologies are changing quite fast. Um, in terms of where uh, particular sets of consumers are living. Are they living on Facebook or are they now moving to TikTok or which is the particular customer base that's living in that space? And how relevant is TikTok uh, for a particular group of customers that we want to target? Or if you go to B2B, how do we work with the LinkedIn space in a way that is, uh, is relevant? And obviously the other shocks that have happened in the last uh, five years 
we've had COVID and COVID has really changed how we market during COVID and how we market post COVID. And the stay at home pressures and the social impacts that have resulted out of that, you would see a lot more um, communication targeting areas of social impact or of social distress, whether it's GBV or some particular area that they want to target to humanize the communication outside of we're just here as a brand to sell you something, but we also want to partner with you in some of the social ills that matter to you. And obviously, as we sit now, we're sitting at the peak of energy crisis. I don't think a lot of brands have worked out how do we partner South Africans as a solution partner to the energy crisis, not as a um, as a complainer to the problem? So those are some of the things that face us as as marketeers, and it's something that as an agency we need to be able to respond to. Now, what does it mean for an agency like us? It means that you have to have strategists that understand consumer behavior, that understand regulation, that understand where things are going politically so that they can help clients navigate uh, the new norms, whether it's out of an energy crisis or COVID or whatever the, uh, the issue that you're dealing with. It means that the creative has to have a lot more human-centric approach in, in its delivery, as well as integrating the brand competence within that uh, social partnership that we want to uh, that we want to deliver on. So there's quite a lot that we have to deal with. You know, like you said, there is a lot to deal with and there has been a huge shift. Um, I think you started off uh, talking about uh, that uh, the fact that we're no longer in a one-way communication type of paradigm um, that we had traditionally when it comes to how um, corporates in particular have engaged um, with uh, with the public or with their stakeholders. And I think back, you know, if we're going to confine this conversation to technology, um, to where, to what people would refer to as Web 1.0, uh, the first phase of the internet where uh, websites, you know, tended to generate really be giant billboards uh, more than anything else where you're just telling people what you're doing and what you're about Uh, but with the advent of social media and the like you have that two-way you know type of communication where you know it's very easy for someone you know a, a consumer to have a good or bad experience with a particular brand, corporate company, um, and the like, and easily be able to engage either with that brand company organization or express how they feel about that brand, you know, brand organization or company um, in a way that uh, is quite impactful, um, you know, on their bottom line. So the question then becomes, you know, because you've just outlined that. Uh, um, that evolution of uh, the market for us. If I'm a, if I'm a small agency owner or someone who's thinking about um, starting an agency, maybe I'm a young person, maybe I'm someone who's been in an agency and thinks I can go it alone. Is it worth it at the moment to to get into the market? Do you foresee or you know predict um, growth? Um, when it comes to the next 10 years, right? Because uh, a company like Avatar has done well over these past 10 years, but over the next 10 years, you know, is there an opportunity for another um, Avatar to come up in the local market? Is there space for small companies? How how should we be thinking about growth in the industry? Yeah. 
I think uh, there is a lot of space for growth in the industry, especially if we are able to be clear what are the areas where there is weaknesses. Um, there is a lot of AI, there's a lot of data intelligence, there's a lot of that space in the data world that's uh, impacting agencies. Um, we haven't seen a leader that uh, is leading on that. So there's a space for an agency that probably is going to lead the data transformation of businesses as an opportunity, I believe, across Africa and across South Africa, but also not trying to do what Amazon or what Google does, trying to do what Africans are looking for that is not catered within the continent. I think there's a big space for that. Um, I think there's always gonna be creativity and with creativity comes a generational gap. I am for sure that there were brilliant creative people 50 years ago that will not get this market today. And as we are at the peak uh, of what we're doing and recruiting the next generation of creatives in order, in order to get to that market, in order to protect or future-proof ourselves in the generational gap of creativity, there is always room for an agency to really pitch in at the right creative generation in order to deliver for brands that need to really be on top of the market at that point in time. I think there's always opportunity for that because uh, creative is about really being clear about the needs of society and being on top of culture. And it's something that does have uh, a, a, an impact whether generations are, are well aligned or not in terms of the leaderships within those businesses. There is definitely a gap around um, a network consolidator that is gonna consolidate African agencies for African businesses wanting to go into Africa markets and wanting to go into global market, but it's an African network agency. Currently, there isn't an African network agency like an OGLV or a WPP or an IPG that is gonna is setting the agenda from a network point of view uh, in terms of building that. So those are probably it's not a, a piece that a small agency would be able to do by themselves, but it is also aligning yourselves and uh, maybe combining. Uh, with others to start to build such a network. That certainly sounds like, you know, an opportunity and, you know, it would be, you know, quite interesting. I'm smiling here wondering if, um, you know, Avatar or your your greater group becomes uh, that network or at least a piece, um, you know, of that, uh, of that network and that opportunity uh, that you are describing. But when it comes to the, the growth, keeping with the industry, um, Zamo, maybe you could talk to us uh, once again, you've told us that there is um, possibility for, for growth, that there is opportunity for people to come into um, the market. Two things uh, before, you know, we can round up uh, the discussion, which I think, you know, would do well is firstly, 
um, just an understanding of how big the market is um, at the moment. We often talk in business about total addressable market, but also at the same time, we recognize the fact that in crisis times, for example, like what we saw um, over the COVID-19 period, you always um, often see advertising and marketing budgets being the first thing to be cut. So how big is the opportunity? And secondly, what does the policy environment looks like, look like? Because as a business, you need that enabling environment for you to be able to thrive. So currently, as of last year, according to Business Live, in terms of what we tracked, we're sitting at 47 billion rand spent in, uh, in, in marketing that's inclusive of media, uh, which is up 29% uh, versus last year. Understandable because of COVID in terms of being up. But long term, we're just under 50, uh, 50 billion. So the addressable market is quite big. Um, the challenge of uh, what you're talking about uh, in terms of the policy environment is that the policy around um, leveling the playing fields in terms of race is a policy that has been with us for quite a long time. However, it's not the policy framework, it's more the execution of the policy framework that's becoming an issue that uh, we need to deal with. Uh, so, for example, if you look at Avatar, it's a born black agency. So if you are a born black agency, what do you deal with in terms of um, regulation that's beyond just the advertising industry itself? So we look at uh, things like, are we fairly equitable when it comes to gender? Uh, in terms of how we run our business, in terms of how we acquire talent, and in terms of how we approach things uh, from that perspective. And then uh, we working with uh, a fair number of black suppliers that uh, are of highest quality, of highest excellence, in terms of making sure there's a home for them at Avatar. And those are the things that we look at from a uh, regulation perspective, also from an industry impact perspective, because we're not coming from a, a background of 20 years ago where we have to transform into uh, an equity balanced business. We come with that uh, already packaged and we look at other forms of how we impact the industry. Certainly, you know, very encouraging, um, you know, conversation that we've been having um, with the team from uh, Avatar. One of the big takeaways, you know, from uh, my side, at least just listening uh, to Mzamo talking is that uh, the narrative around getting into creative um, careers, creative businesses uh, certainly needs to change because uh, we often, uh, people are often steered towards uh, doctor, lawyer, accountant, that type of thing. A lot of emphasis being put on STEM uh, type of uh, subjects. And though, you know, those things are important, we're not, you know, denigrating in any way. Um, there needs to be, you know, a shifting in how we talk about, you know, careers in that sector because you can hear from some of the numbers that are being spoken about uh, by Mzamo to say Avatar is now a 100 million um, you know, rand business. And also at the same time, you've got um, an industry that's sitting at uh, around 55 billion uh, rand a year being spent so there is a lot of opportunity um, you know that is there so that's been it very fascinating uh, discussion uh, that we've had today um, with uh, Avatar Agency Group which is celebrating 10 years um, in the industry and that was us talking to Mzamo Tlala who is the CEO of Avatar Agency Group. Mzamo thank you so much for being with us sharing your time and sharing all those insights. Thank you so much Well, you have a good day
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.